Hey guys, it's Jason at Hard Money Bankers with your Private Money Minute. Today I want to talk about buying and holding rental properties for long-term wealth. It seems like everybody's just chasing fix and flip deals, wholesale deals and stuff like that to make a quick buck, right? And you should be doing some of that, but you also need to be acquiring rental properties and think about stuff in the future. What I've noticed is there's a lot of availability for these types of properties out there, even on MLS, right? Because you're not looking for a ton of equity or a ton of cash flow for that matter. You want a little bit of each. If you can get both, that's great, but there's still a lot of rental properties out there that have you know built in 10 to 30 percent equity plus uh, decent cash flow every month. So we usually divide these into certain different areas. An A area, for instance, wouldn't have wouldn't have the best cash flow, but there's a good chance it'll appreciate over time. On the other side, there's C areas that have great cash flow that probably won't appreciate that much over time, and then B areas, which we like, that have a lot of good spread in them that there's decent cash flow and decent appreciation over time. Because remember, this is a long-term outlook, right? You're not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. You're worried about down the road. And that's also why you can get long-term debt on some of these things. If you have cash and you want to pay cash for these things, that works. But if you also want long-term debt, rates are still pretty cheap. You can get go the conforming route, the conventional route. I think they limit you to like 5 or 10, but that's okay. It's a good way to get started, amortized over 30 years, cheap terms, or you can get some sort of local bank or some other institution as well. And obviously the goal is the property is going to be cash flowing and appreciating over and over time and your debt on it if you do get debt will be, you know, the principal is getting paid down. So all of a sudden a few years later, say you buy it at 100, maybe it's worth 150 with plus all the cash you got out of it, then the principal's bought down to 50. All of a sudden you got $100,000 in in equity and an asset, a real asset you could touch that you know, your tenant was doing the majority of the heavy lifting and paying the, the debt service on it. So I do recommend keeping these things, keeping it small and manageable to start with. You know, start with one prep rental property, then acquire another and another and another. You know, understand it, mas- master kind of the trade of it, uh, you know, the, the maintenance side, the turnover, the leasing, the things like that, you know, it's stuff that you do have to learn, but is important. And then you can automate that as you buy more and more and more in these. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to just start buying too many all at once because, you know, may just be too much cash out of pocket to keep these things stabilized. But, you know, the fruitful thing about this is you can circle back in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. And all of a sudden you got a bunch of rental properties with a lot of equity in them with a lot of positive cash flow, right? That's what, that's where it's at. It's a long-term play. Even if the market changes up and down, it's not a huge deal because even because as long as you have the long-term debt on these, even if the market's cycling like this, it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, it's going like this. Cool. Hope you learned something today. Again, this is Jason with your Private Money Minute. Until next time.